At Giant Eagle, you may have spotted the Stacker. With uncanny MyPerks ability, she stacks up the perks to choose either dollars off or up to 20% off her entire grocery bill. The Stacker, stacking up huge savings with MyPerks. Find your My personality and transform your shopping into free gas and groceries. Full details at GiantEagle.com slash MyPerks. Perks cannot be earned or redeemed on select items. Restrictions apply. You can tell our friends And they can have my things when we're dead But we gonna live forever But we gonna live forever Fellas, fellas, fellas Fellas, 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 fellas Pretty sick The my buddy who's in Mad Caddies Said they're gonna make an intro song Yeah uh, that is uh, the girls, girls, girls from Motley Crue, but they're gonna make it with boys, boys, boys. Nice, <laughs> Sasha. Nice. Dude, he fucking rules. That's sweet. So he said that. So that's one thing that people can be looking forward to. A new intro song. Boys, boys, boys. A couple people have sent me a couple different things over the years, but they weren't good. Uh, <laughs> also, I addressed the rumors that I was on Coke last episode. <laughs> oh, there people were saying you were uh, on yeah, Coke. Yeah, that's a topic. <laughs> that you were on Coke for the for the podcast episode. Well, because I was jazzed up. Yeah, but I'm just, often jazzed yeah. up, and people will say that. They go, oh, this guy's on Coke. I go, I mean, you see me on Coke. I go, pal, you'll know if I'm on fucking <laughs> oh, yeah, Coke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. I, if I show up to this podcast and I'm coked out, you'll fucking know yeah, it. Yeah, this is like your default as a normal, is like me coked out. Like me coked out is your default. My normal. Yeah, yeah but if I'm me coked out, it's like I'm, yeah, I'm you're not, grinding you're grind, the teeth. Yeah, but you don't do that. Anymore. I do. I grind the teeth. I got a whole face thing going on. I go... <laughs> I'm out of control. Is that, is that what people were? were you think uh, I'm cutting off other people? I cut off myself. People, and we're mad. Yeah, yeah, seriously. <laughs> were people mad? They're like, is this where my money's going no, to? No, they weren't mad. I think they were just like, coke much? Coke much? And then I think that. But, but just just people, so you know, we record this at like, it's 3 p.m. right now. I know. They, they <laughs> not, think, a, not a coke hour. By the way, that's not the first time I've heard that about things oh, I've done. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> but like, obviously, there's a context. Like, there's one thing if we're like, yeah, it's fucking 2 a.m. and it's like, you know, it's it's one thing if it's clearly late. Well, that's I want to apologize for putting too much energy in. Yeah, that, yeah that's my bad yeah. for being energetic. <laughs> sorry for, for caring. Sorry for giving a shit and deciding that you know what I'm going to put my energy into this instead of showing Fuck, up. Some of the, yeah, that's what next podcast I show up. I go yeah, yeah boys cast. Yeah, I guess so, we're doing this. Sounds like some of the fans are coming like naggy girlfriends. <laughs> sorry for caring, Sharon. Uh, so the, before we st- there's like and a pr- bunch of different things, but. The, right out of the gate, because you've been sort of hyped up on this. Yeah. Uh, the, I want to talk about the Fauci thing. Yeah. Him switch. I, I do think uh, you've been hyped up on that online. I mean, I found an article that sort of suited your your sentiment. Yes. <laughs> about the masks? Yeah. Well, dude, I was literally like, uh, just to cut, because you're obviously like, where can you wear a mask? I got my haircut the other day and they're like, they're like a masked haircut place. And I'm like, if I come back here for my next haircut and you're still a mask place, I'm not getting my haircut here. Yeah, you like, got like, it. You showed up. Like, dude, I've like, but I'm like, honestly, I've become sold though. Like, I'm becoming an anti-masker, but only because <laughs> I'm like, when does this end? I've seen though all your social media, all your your TikToks. Yeah. Every, everything is mask content. You've been jazzed up about it. Whereas I'm a little less jazzed up about it because I don't obey rules like you. Yeah. Whereas if I go to, I'm, a place, I'm the latest anti-masker. Like, I I'm go to the, the convenience last... store and they go put the mask on. I go, I'm not putting the mask on. And then, whereas you, you, you see the sign and you go, ah, yeah, I'm not gonna be like fucking. <laughs> that guy was like not, no i'm if i go yeah. to get a haircut and the guy says put a mask on i'm not gonna be like uh i walked in without a mask and they go hey do you have a mask and i go all right here we go with this bullshit well Fa- i just love fauci because he switches so uh, basically and kind of i'm saying this where it's like the amount of takes 
and opinions that were blasphemous six months ago that are now currently the mainstream opinion. The craziest one is, I don't know if you're talking about this, but the lab one. That's yeah, the, the, Obviously, yeah, that's yeah, the centerpiece. That's the yeah. Craziest. So literally, fa- everything that was, you're the biggest racist in the world. You know, you, what Twitter are you crazy? You're my crazy uncle. Twitter literally suspended Zero Hedge for tweeting that there was potential that it was this is happening all over the place it's the same thing as the israel thing which i'm not going to go into right now but the where there's legitimately people in mainstream uh mainstream thought that are putting ideas that got people banned from every platform in the world six months ago yeah but you but the fauci thing is so funny because he's done that with everything where it's he goes you know the masks and then he was like no masks. then he was he this is like his 10th time where six months later um, so I was just, I was, I was loving the idea of a sketch where it's, um, Fauci comes out and he was like, honestly, I'm just such a nice guy. I wanted everyone to be right. So I wanted everyone to have a turn being right. Cause it, all the people that were saying it didn't happen in a lab, they had a time to be right. I felt bad. So yeah. I was like, and I know that I'm the guy that just, you know, science decides who's right. Yeah. So I just think it's fun for everyone, <laughs> for everyone to have a turn to be right. Imagine I was saying six. Months. I would I I would be appreciating Fauci more if he's just trying to fuck with the conspiracy people. Like he goes, ah, let's just take it for a fucking loop right now. Well, I think Fauci's gonna come out with everything th- like that. I think in six months, Fauci's gonna be like, you know what, you guys are right. We do need to address the. Jay <laughs> he's gonna truth. start. Yeah, he's gonna start using the term scamdemic. <laughs> <laughs> Fauci, uh, Fauci repost the scamdemic. The scamdemic stuff. Yeah, that's what he's gonna be, and he's gonna be, you know, actually, race IQ is a convo that we. Need. <laughs> he's like on Stefan go- Molyneux, like fucking bitch. <laughs> Like, <laughs> uh, just a retweet from Fauci. I, uh, that's me, Fauci. Just want to say that um, after some reflection, and we've done some of the science, and I want to say Chinese people actually are bad at driving. <laughs> <laughs> like based Fauci. Uh, Fauci's gonna come out and be. You know, I just want to say again. You know, science is always changing, and we went back to the test tubes, and after looking at that, it turns out Rand Paul kind of rules. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, imagine him and Rand Paul are just like buddies now. He's, Fauci comes out, yeah. wage gaps a myth. Yeah, just everything. This BLM thing. <laughs> Fauci just comes out. He goes, hey, I'm not, you know, I'm, this BLM thing, like, they probably should have had masks on there. That yeah, could have spread yeah, the yeah, virus. Yeah, he goes, yeah, in hindsight, <laughs> probably shouldn't have made them... Special rules. I was loving uh, also the idea of, um, uh, I was talking to the chick. She's like, um, uh, just kind of jokingly when I was paying for everything. And she was like, well, you know, that's covering the wage gap. And I was like, yeah, maybe the wage gap in Iran. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously. Like, in, in what currency? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the wage gap of fucking Saudi Arabia maybe uh-huh. would, would be this lopsided. <laughs> Yeah, seriously. Like where you're <laughs> legally not allowed to work, maybe. Yeah, maybe that wage gap. Yeah, what's the gap between zero and whatever I'm making? I think Fauci's going to come out. Because he's obviously like Fauci's a chick, right? So he's going to come out with a chick thing and just be like, you know, this is all just part of my journey. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> he goes, listen, I, I, I've i been thinking about this whole thing. And yeah, I, you know what? I said that you couldn't wear masks. And I said you could wear them. Then I said it was not in a lab. No, I said, and that's something that I had to just experience. Is, this is probably stupid. What's his official position? Uh, doggy style getting fucked. <laughs> what is like? What's his job? His official he, position. Like he's the head of head like, cuck. Head cuck, I guess. <laughs> cuck and chief. Woo! <laughs> cuck and chief. Snort a line. <laughs> that is. Do you good. see that thing on the Eurovision or the? Yeah, the Euro, like the song competition or whatever. No, wow. So, so you know they have that Eurovision, and then they, there was that movie with Will Ferrell. This this big like European song competition thing. It's huge in Europe, and so this band that won, 
like as they're winning, it's like this this uh like basically glam rock band from like that looks for like from the eighties. These Italian guys, and then like the cameras on them, and like basically as they're being announced the winner, the, it looks like the guy just goes and does like a rail of coke, like on like live TV based in fucking like you know the biggest show in Europe. Like it's probably as big as like soccer is. Okay, did whatever. He? They don't know. And so then they made him take like a drug test. And he's like, (laughs) so they made him take a drug test to prove. And he's like, I don't do drugs. They made him take a drug test. But the thing with Coke is because he's like, I'll do it when I get back home or whatever. He's like, I'll take a drug test to prove it. But like Coke notoriously doesn't stay in your system very long. Yeah. Like my friend's a pilot. And he's like, they say like, if you're going to do any drug, do Coke because it's gone in your system. So then he's like, don't worry. He's like, when I get back, I'll. I'll, I'll, This guy sounds like a rule. But like there's a video of him. And he goes, I was just cleaning up broken glass. That's what he said. Someone broke a glass. And he was like, I was cleaning (laughs) But it's like our, he literally like his face drops out of our body had the best joke. I can't remember who it was, but it was in uh, in Vancouver. What's what's a Dino's buddy's name? Dino's buddy's name. I don't know. What do they look like? I, fuck, I can't remember. Whatever. It doesn't matter. But he was like uh, he, he said this Kyle? always stuck with me. Yeah, I think so. And he was like uh, when, you, when <laughs> he went to the airport and he said the guy took him to the room and they go. Uh, we found Coke on your toothbrush. And he goes, well, I guess that makes sense because I do Coke. He's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, what are you going to do? Yeah, exactly. He found a trace of Coke because like, I don't have Coke. Yeah. And, uh, who knows if he actually said that. But this is the story he was done. My, well, I, was I don't know if I told you this. My friend, um, he was coming back. This is uh, in probably late November, early December, I was talking to him and he's from uh, Amsterdam and he lives in Toronto and he was coming back from Toronto. But this was when you had to do the whole like two week, like, you know, and you had to fill out the forms in yeah. Toronto. And he basically like didn't and he tried to bypass it and just kind of like sneak out of the airport and they like caught him. Yeah. And then they like took him into this room and it was so dead at the time that he's like, th- he thinks they were trying to train somebody like tra- trying to train on somebody. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But they were like trying to train like the whatever border officer guy. So he, that's what like, at least what his thought was. So they were like, basically, you know, they did the whole thing and they found Coke on his toothbrush. He's like, I don't fucking like, he's basically being like, I don't know. And then they were like, really giving him the shit where they're like, we're going to tear. And he goes, you know what? He's like, grab me a bucket. Cause they were saying like, maybe he had like swallow drugs. He goes, cause he's coming from Amsterdam, which is a big, he goes, grab me a bucket. He's like, I'm going to shit in a bucket right now. He's like, you want me to? And then that's when they basically were like, all right, you can go. You got to go crazy. He went crazy. He goes, he goes, give me a fucking bucket. There was a lady that went crazy on the, on, at the airport recently. Another Karen video was going at the Karen thing where she was yelling and she goes, I want to speak to the manager of the airport. pretty funny it's funny when you're like there's i like, mean I, anyone flipping out of the airport even if it's like someone i l- literally would hate i see them and i go i get it oh for sure anyone flipping out of the airport i'm on their side no matter what i go yeah, i yeah, get yeah. it but yeah folks I, I, I was like the idea that every girl um because i see so many I, every every girl i know this is one the the number one thing no matter what they do it'll be part of their journey like they got fired from their job you know cheated on their boyfriend it's like you know what that was part of me you know just becoming a woman I had to go through that right right you know what I mean you're like yeah you drowned your kids you're like walking away from the <laughs> you're walking away as your kids are being drowned you're like you know what the journey of a woman <laughs> a woman's journey they're crying in the background just need to focus on me a little bit she puts her headphones in that was yeah put the headphones in that's something that I needed to go through um but yeah, it's so funny because Fauci does all that stuff. And I go, I was kind of thinking, I go, imagine a world. Imagine just for a second. We lived in a world. <laughs> I feel like this is like the start of a movie trailer. Imagine a world. Imagine a world where people cared as much about journalists and politicians lying as they did about comedians making offensive jokes. Just imagine a specific world. But I got, so this article, 
Um, because this is something that Danny has been souped up about all I weeks. haven't. I, it's weird too. And I his, be, yeah, his, fr- his best friend uh, deleted him from all social media because yeah, he's yeah, an my, anti-masker. <laughs> yeah, my best friend. He's not an anti-asser though. <laughs> I love ass. Do you remember when uh, that's all anyone to every comedian was like, I fucking eat so much ass. Yeah, it was, was, it was like I became a hat, literal hack joke. Think about it, That's how fucking lame comedy is where it's like a hack joke was that talking about eating ass because like, <laughs> too many people were doing it. Yeah. Too many people had jokes about... You had to like go I, to someone else. You go in your joke about eating ass. Do you, you yeah, know, do you, do you like talk about how you like go around the rim counterclockwise? <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like you. There's definitely some comic go. Has anybody ever done a thing where they're eating ass and there was poo? Like, yes, a bunch yeah. of people. I think that one's been that covered. may have happened. Well, it's be it all was the edgy. It's all the like fake edgy thing where you want you wanted to be like shocking or whatever, but no one. You're like I don't want to talk about anything that's actually you know yeah. you're not supposed to talk about. There was like so it's a, like what if I talk about eating ass? There like, was six oh months. I'm sorry. There was like literally like a six month period where the where crowds didn't have just like a visceral negative reaction to yeah, the topic like coming it. up like now when it comes up it's just people are like Ugh. oh he's one of those comics like, here we go oh another eating ass comic but what, but kind, honestly, what genre of comic are you do you, you know do you yeah. talk about culture do you do men women are you ass eating guy and you go yeah mainly ass eating so this guy um and this is just uh i think that this will drive you nuts yeah <laughs> dear prudence so if you know what dear prudence is yeah, it's, it's on like, the slate uh, yeah, it's like similar. And they to, and they uh, people ask their questions, and, and I went through a few of them. So basically, the questions, a lot of them, uh, the gist is, will be, you know, my dad's really into Trump, and then she'll be like, never talk to your dad ever again. Of course, of course. <laughs> she, she, there was this one girl. She was like, I was a black girl, and I was right after this article. She was, I, I was adopted by two adopted white parents, and they're posting about you know coronavirus conspiracies as she put it and she was like you know what like just because they raised you doesn't mean you need to have them in your life <laughs> isn't that thing that stephanie molyneux <laughs> literally got like the most controversy about besides the race iq stuff what was the defooing shit where he what's made... defooing it was that was the thing that stephanie molyneux people had a real problem with where people would tell him his problems and he goes you need to cut your family off from you oh he was big into that that's his thing and everybody gave him a lot of shit for it being like dude that's fucked up that you tell people to like leave their whole family over like some minor thing and then it's i bet like, you when he got in trouble for that he's like really this <laughs> yeah I know. well like even on rogan the last time he was on rogan like that was brought up that about this was like this big controversy right? yeah well i, I kind of do get the idea of um p- p- t- taking keeping people that are negative out of your life and a lot of people their parents it's like every time they call their parents their parents are kind of like they end in, end the conversation they're in a bad mood sure do you know what I mean because they don't get what you're doing but you do have I think the real answer to that is you need to um you need to train yourself to not be because you need to call your fucking mom you need to, you know yeah. whatever every whatever it is if you see them once a month or once every two months like you don't just cut you don't have to cut those people out mm-hmm. but you do need to find a way that there's so many people they every time you get off the phone with your fucking d- dad they like make you feel like shit yeah so i think a lot of people you got to figure that out you got to be more bulletproof you go don't get into it with them you know keep it surface level of course because yeah, you try because so many people yeah, it's are like, like t- literally that's the point of talking about the weather it's just so, so like, many people are looking for the approval and then they call and they they 
they put themselves in that. It's almost like a girl that fucking doesn't want to fuck you and she's around and it would have been fine if you're like, want to fuck? And she's like, ew, no. And now you're mad again. Yeah, of course. It was like, you just need to accept that they're, you have to not be dependent on their fucking approval. Absolutely. But you can Which do is that. hard for some people. Yeah, well, the trick to that, a big trick is just remembering that they're just a, just a guy. Yeah. Like so many, you have your parents, oh my parents, but really you go, it's just a fucking dude. My mom's <laughs> just a dude. <laughs> I would get skewered if I said that. Be like Robot Danny. My mom is just a woman. <laughs> it's just a dude. By the way, I watched. <laughs> did you know that there's this new Borat show that he goes and lives with those two guys? And it's like this fake. It is so bad. So, okay. Remember in the second Borat movie okay. where he meets those two guys and he's like, can I quarantine with you? And there are those two. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, that was guys. in the movie. So anyways, they made a full show out of it as well. And it's like like almost like a TLC, like weird, funny, like show where this guy goes and lives with these two guys. But it's like. In yeah, the, that sounds like a piece of shit. I watched like the first like 15 minutes of it last night. And I was like this. That sounds unwatchable. It's so bad. Well, okay. And he does. He can't even hold the accent in it. It's really well, if weird. we're jumping around. Sorry. I'm sorry gonna, jumping no, no, no. If we're jumping around, I was going to mention because Sasha Baron Cohen, I've been saying forever uh, for the last three weeks that. You know, Mr. Mr. Israel didn't really want to comment on this, right? Yeah. And I, I've been sort of <laughs> every once in a while, I jump around to a few of those people's pages. I go, "What is this?" Person? Yeah, he's got a new. Okay, so he posted. This is what Sasha Baron Cohen posted, and we'll go back to the COVID article. But Sasha Baron Cohen posted. He said, "The surge of anti-Semitism on the streets is fueled by anti-Semitism on social media at Jack at Twitter." And then uh, stop Jewish hate. Uh, and then why do you allow the hit uh, the hashtag Hitler was right? So Sasha Baron Cohen's like one of the most complicated, you know, fucking things of all time. Everyone's uh, picking a side and no one knows what to do. And he's like, this started on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's Jack Dorsey's yeah, fault. It's Jack Dorsey's fault. <laughs> How fucking wild is that? He goes legitimately Sasha Baron Cohen thinks that the Israel-Palestine conflict because of fucking Jack Dorsey allows it. <laughs> yeah. And the best part about these hashtags is so the Hitler was right hashtag, like one one person posts it uh-huh. and it's, and then Sasha Baron Cohen reposts it and then... That's and, how it gets trending. Because you can almost find any hashtag, right? Mm-hmm. And then he reposts it and then a million people... I looked through the hashtag... Literally zero people supporting it. Yeah. Every single person is like, can you believe this uh, trending? And it's like, because you keep posting it. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of stuff like that where you see something trending, you go, this is fucked up. And then it's all people being like, no, yeah, this is it's like, not this... trending. It's reverse well, trending. Well, but it is it's trending. trending how bad it is. Right. It's trending how bad it is. But the, Hitler was wrong is what's trending. But uh, because they don't have a dislike button on Twitter, they don't. The algorithm can't tell the difference. Isn't that wild? Yeah, yeah. They make they make. So it's like you really are in a fucking information war where these people can make anything trend uh-huh. and then they go look at this is trending right. like I, if I, you have a big enough platform but I think, I, you could be like you know ryan's a pussy and then retweet it ryan's a pussy's trending and they go well it is now and you go uh-huh. can you i don't know yeah, what yeah, my political know, point would be <laughs> well i think the main thing though is jack jack dorsey would straight up be like yeah it's trending because you just tweeted this it wasn't trending before we're not changing i don't know if that's what jack dorsey would do i think jack dorsey would be like you're so right we do need to work no. on that but the Elizabeth Warren posted. Uh, that's another one. I've been following everyone. I, I, I have a, I'm going to make a video. Yeah, on. I watched her have some big exchange yesterday with this dude from the bank. Oh, I'm sure that was fun. She goes, anti-Semitism has no place in our country or world. 
Also, Islamophobia has no place in our country and world. We need to stand together and condemn all forms of bigotry. So that should also solve the whole thing. <laughs> Fix that. It's all, like basically uh, the problem with Israel and Palestine is there's a lot of people in America that hate Jews and a lot of people in America that hate Islamah. Islamas. Hate llamas. But yeah, you go, this is legitimately uh, the equivalent like the, this kind of takes or is the equivalent of your parents or two people are fighting like a couple and yeah. then the guy like beat up the girl and the and then, then the girl cheated on with all her friends and all this right. stuff. And then people are saying like, oh, taking his side and she shouldn't have hit him or whatever, all this stuff. And you go, we need to stop Doug phobia and we need to stop. Phobia. People are like good, very fine people on both sides or whatever. It's like, <laughs> but again, it's like she's a politician. Like she didn't just tweet that. She's probably like her team. I like, know it's hilarious. It's just, but the point of the whole thing is you go just admit that you guys don't have any views. Just admit you have no fucking views. You go, you put, you take the temperature, you put your finger up, you take the weather and obviously, but then next, next time you're pretending to cry for a speech, you go, we all seen you flipping and flopping around. We all see, oh yeah, the next time there's a fucking anything, uh, next time Sasha Baron Cohen is out there uh, blaming something on anything, if you go, no, this one's actually Jack Dorsey's fault. (laughs) Anything that happens to me from now on, I'm going to take the Sasha Baron Cohen approach and go, this is actually Jack Dorsey's fault. And then none of the uh, late night hosts talked about it. So zero late night hosts. They all of a sudden are out of politics now. Oh, they didn't talk about it. Jimmy Kimmel didn't want to touch it with a fucking 15 foot pole. He's out of politics right now. Late night television right now is 100% funny anecdotes. That's the only thing they do. I was watching. It's like legitimately all these Hollywood people do is they go to like lunch with other Hollywood people and tr- like walk around Beverly Hills trying to bump into them. So they have like a funny story about that time they b- bumped into Jack Nicholson. Right. That's out. If you go, I haven't watched it. If you either. look at one of these pages, every clip is like the time, you know, I was walk I I got I was walking my dog and then uh, bumped into Jim Carrey. That's it. And then they're like, "Hey, Trump sucks." That's like, the whole yep. thing. And then Mark Ruffalo. Oh, I saw that. He he posted based he, Mark Ruffalo. Based Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> <laughs> he re- he backtracked. Yeah. So Mark Ruffalo goes, you know, fucking Jews are genocide or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then he he came back and he goes, he goes nah, honestly, you know what's funny too? Is I've like, educated myself. The funniest thing too is like, regardless of if he was like, you know, maybe he has Jewish friends or everybody who are like, yo, look, like it's not an actual genocide. What's going on? Like. The fact is, if tell it, that to fucking but if, 2021 early May Mark Ruffalo, yeah, yeah, but it's the, the fact, Ruffalo. Like, I mean, it's been said, but it's like if the Israelis wanted to genocide the Palestinians, they could do it in a minute. Like it would be. Is that a threat? Yeah, fuck yeah. Mr. Polishekstein? Yeah, but the funny thing is with Mark Ruffalo is the comments of that, everybody's like, oh, the fucking Jews do run Hollywood. Look who he's scared <laughs> to criticize. Like everybody just goes straight to like, oh, someone I mean, had some movie A little deals. bit. Well, I I mean, sure. I doubt. You don't think there's a little bit of Mark Ruffalo fucking taking a hard stance on that? And after he's been taking a, four years of hard stances that just get him patted on the back, yeah. and then he gets a hard stance, <laughs> and like all his agents, all his managers are like, what the fuck yeah, are you doing? Yeah, bro. And he goes, I thought that's what we were saying. <laughs> I, thought, because I thought that's what I'm, we thought. I'm consistent, if anything. I thought that's <laughs> what we thought. We'll yeah, just tell man. me what we thought. So I, they basically are. They get the script and then they go do their award show and they go, I am so sad about how bad Trump is. It is honestly though, if you're a fucking fucking like, makes me laugh r- so running much. Running a dude. network right now and you're Jewish, 
pretty tough spot because like if you go too pro Jewish, then people are like, see, like you, it's a really like if you delicate, if you are a guy, they're going, but, they, but then they run the nothing, media and you got to be like the the head of Viacom says, no, we don't. Yeah, exactly, right. <laughs> and then like if you like if you do nothing, then all your like family's like, yo, what the fuck? Yeah, you, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, there's this whole thing, and you're that's what I'm saying. It is the first thing where there's kind of actually repercussions for for these people having an opinion. Yeah, and I love it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, see. You fucking see what happens. The most when you, minor of repercussions, though. Most minor of repercussions to me, having to fucking uh, show your hand that you're mm. a coward to yeah. me isn't a minor repercussion. Well, I'm talking about career-wise, I guess. Like Mark Ruffalo is like he's gonna go back to doing his. Yeah, because movies. he had to do that. Yeah. So, anyways, this article says, "Dear Prudence, I've been married to a great guy for five and a half years. Married." He is handsome, sexy, funny, and kind. Opposite of Danny Polishuk, she says. He has always been a <laughs> little... Fuck you, Prudence. He, <laughs> he's always been a little prissy about illness, but I never thought it was a real problem. During the pandemic, however, his terror about getting sick has reached new levels. For the past year, he refused to take off his face mask, even while we were at home, just the two of us. So he won't. they're living together, and he won't yeah. take off the mask. This is even... This is even true now that he is fully vaccinated. So Danny's blood is boiling. He wears it to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Where's it to sleep? That's fucking crazy. And to do most of his bathroom activities. And I mean, I could, I've taken and some yes, shits though. I'll, and yes, during lovemaking. No, stop. <laughs> this is a lie. It's, it's not a lie. It's dear prudence. I even mean, dear prudence was like, this is a lot. <laughs> In that wild. There's a guy out there. So it is kind of, it basically is a guy that's uh what you might call it, like a, a germ, a germ. It's Howie Mandel, basically. It's Howie Mandel. And then they basically, imagine before you thought, you go, any cis, anything I touch, I might get sick or whatever. And then you go, guess what? It's everywhere. Yeah, it's in the air. It's in the air. It's everywhere. You're going to die. Everyone's dying. This guy's fucking brain is fried. He's having sex with his wife. No, that I... It's, uh, what do you mean? Why would she lie? He's going to the bathroom. He takes a shower with his mask on. To me, sleeping with a mask... with the mask on. <laughs> he's like fucking soaping his face. He like pulls it off, soaps it up, gets it in there. They're out there. Yeah. You're, I'm telling you, they're out there. I mean, there. it's like it's a, you, it's like Howard Hughes, basically. Like it's Who's like, Howard Hughes? He's, remember, uh, he was the big uh, like tycoon guy, and they did the parody of him in The Simpsons, where he was like, he, he th saw germs everywhere, and he was wearing like Kleenex boxes on his feet and all that shit. Yeah, it is that guy. Yeah. Well, and he says, I've tried to present him with the science. He says, scientists don't fully understand the virus yet. I know this isn't probably necessary, but wearing it doesn't bother me. So that if there's even a small Not chance it can sex. protect us, I'd rather be safe on the safe side. What's the harm? And it's, it's so funny because you go, you literally, people, a lot of people have just the inability to fucking take their logic and then apply it everywhere else. You go... Yeah, there's honestly no harm of wearing a helmet outside either. Yeah. When you're walking down the street, why don't you wear a helmet? That's literally what I said to Pat. Pat, what would you say to him? I said that. He goes, he goes, because, oh. so this comic. Oh, the know, comic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, because he's like, well, you know, isn't there, isn't it possible that you can transmit COVID if a vaccinated person can transmit COVID to somebody outdoors? And I'm like, if you're vaccinated, someone's not vaccinated wearing a mask outdoors like i don't know one in 10 million like why don't you walk around wearing a helmet all the time why don't right? you walk around wearing a bubble yeah they've legitimately become bubble boys Kinda. 
he does not change his mask very often. It's often smelly and soiled, so he does take it off to shower. <laughs> He's got to be. There's one thing you'd be like, you're like a germaphobe, but then like an unhygienic germaphobe. That's <laughs> yeah. sounding more like Howard Hughes too. It's like the lack of hygiene is like. It's so it's funny. Like a, this is like a mental issue. Well, these people have all lost their minds, and I don't know if you've seen, but fucking. Meanwhile, in Canada, while this shit's going on. Do you see Trudeau? Trudeau don't. Trudeau. So he comes out and he says he's going to censor the internet and he has this big bill. Yeah, I've been reading about that for yeah, a, so he a goes, while now. Yeah, get your. But it's like uh, the fucking audacity when your country's like the only one locked down. Everyone's fucking, you know, having a conniption. My mom yeah. is on her wits' end. Oh, I... And then you have this guy out here going. We should fucking lock down on the... You know yeah, what? we should lock down your minds. <laughs> Do you know what the problem is? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? And it's he goes, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has a plan to regulate speech on the internet by placing it under control of the Canadian Radio, Television, and Communications Commission. The amount... And so, uh, whatever. That's what's going on. But you go, the fucking... Probably good priorities right now. Oh, yeah. And I don't think it's going to go through. But the fucking... The same thing happened where they just recently did... They said uh, three. They Call of Duty banned three hundred and fifty accounts for racist names and toxic behavior. Yeah, and I was just watching it, being like, "Do you guys want Trump? Because this is how you get Trump." <laughs> Legitimately, I go, "Have you learned nothing?" Yeah. Have these <laughs> Have these people learned nothing? I would like to know what constitutes toxic behavior these days on Call of Duty. Well, your nickname was like you know fucking. Yeah, it was like some like John, and it didn't have a hashtag. It didn't have your pronouns in it. Right, right. Yeah. Do you see that uh, Instagram now? Lets you put your pronouns. I know. And then people are mad because it doesn't have enough pronouns. Of course, well, you can have. It's give them an inch, they fucking want two inches. There's like forty two. Like girls, right? <laughs> hey, there's like forty two pronouns, and all these people are like, "Where am I? Where, I'm, I'm not represented." Yeah, and, well, uh, people. Speaking of pronouns, I, I watched kind. the uh, Jordan Peterson documentary on Amazon. I watched that at Stand Up New York. You watch it they did a premiere. Oh, right. and then Brovadani was in it right in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> really? everybody, everybody we know from Toronto, Toronto Batman. Well, with all these, so this is kind of a uh, maybe a weird point, but with all this fucking just watching the like everyone with the Israel Palestine just fucking their things shattering and all these people losing their brains over fucking all this shit. It was kind of like because I. So, all right, how do I put this? I almost, when I was doing the videos, right? Like a lot of times I'm like, I don't want to get in fights with people and stuff like that, right? Yeah. And then I literally, because I, I did a lot and I had kind of got two videos done. I literally woke up yesterday being like, who the fuck wants to go? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I have yeah. a, I kind of had like three or four days. Yeah. So a lot of me, I, so for one, I'm like, it's impossible to really be making anything really great. Because you go to sleep thinking about that. Like, even when you're doing stand-up really properly or anything, you're going to sleep thinking about that. You're waking up thinking about that. So I don't think anyone that's arguing on Twitter all day long or in feuds all day long is re could really be making anything that great. No, it's like literally just a but when I had a few seconds, I was I was I was literally ready to go. I'm like, is it too late to like quote tweet a guy that said some shit to me four <laughs> years ago? I was looking back. I go, I could get back into it with that guy. I'm yeah. like, I should make a fucking reaction to this guy. And I'm like, yeah, it was a week and a half. Yeah, but so I was fucking, I was getting kind of hyped up on that stuff. But one of the things that I was saying about like how to be really good and the people that are uh, great versus the ones that aren't. I think that one of the, there's almost this thing where sometimes you'll do a video 
And then six months later, it's almost like that doesn't need to be said anymore, right? Uh-huh. So people are like, oh, you say this thing. You almost look back. You go, well, no, I said that at the time. I felt like it needed to be said. Right. And like uh, the difference is when people talk a lot about the idea of let's say you are kind of like trailblazing to some degree in some sort of uh, sense, whether that's like idea wise or something else, right? Mm-hmm. The problem that most people do is they uh, they stop adding to the conversation and they start being a mouthpiece for it. Yeah. Because, you know, you know what I mean? People will be like, well, why don't you say this on this? And you go, well, everyone's saying it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, think, you're, just don't, you're not thinking like... Yeah, you know. so I think that so many people, what they screw up is they essentially just become like the mouthpiece it's like a instead of being imagine you were like a scientist right and you're working in a lab and you were sort of making stuff and then once you guys kind of have your little niche you just become a publicist for it essentially mm, yeah well you did your work and now you're you just, just be of, a lot of these people well, just, it's, it's almost like resting on your laurels you're like you did the big thing and now you're just kind of yeah co- coasting on it and it's of, easier and you could probably grow more in a lot of ways whatever you're doing by just sort of you know uh yeah just making the being the mouthpiece for like consensus of people that agreed with you. Mm-hmm. But I think that, but again, it's like the path of least resistance is especially when you have an audience is saying stuff that they're all going to agree with. And yeah. you don't have a bunch of people yelling at you. I know. And I think a lot of times that's why people uh, spiral too. When you see people really spiraling because <laughs> you almost, uh, you almost the only other, unless you fucking, are constantly like innovating you just kind of need to be the more of that mm-hmm. you know what i mean like let's say someone was like an edgy guy on the internet right the other way to do is like i'll just say what's the most people are saying i'll say like one above that yeah. like how what's your fucking joke okay i'm gonna go more racist right right <laughs> like you know what i mean which so, we know those people yeah and you just kind of try to one up that because it's that almost takes less thought too mm-hmm. so i think that those are all the sort of oh yeah the, pathways the, the, that people the being go down the edgiest is like by you know what I was thinking the, fault I, is almost the the Seth Rogen thing uh if you saw if you saw that right yeah uh, the cancel culture thing. yeah and everyone I thought I thought that was kind of like a, a perfect example about that where it's like everyone sort of talks about it or whatever and but it it does really expose like Seth Rogen's fake edginess cuz you go that's what I sort of thought about it. It's like, obviously Seth Rogen's going to be like, Oh, what's uh, he's going to say what he, that. Yeah. You know? I mean, his, yeah, exactly. He's like, going to say that. This was like, Oh, I'm a fucking stoner. That's what I'm saying. It was illegal. But, but the, um, I would love to find the, like make, have someone to make a compilation of all the times he was like, I thought we were going to get fucking in trouble with the studio. Like I'm surprised right. they even made us make that. The like, only thing like the amount of times, the North Korea, the amount thing. of times that he went all, all, all about like being like, I can't believe we were not. And then now he says that you go, yeah, because it was fake. Like right. you were, you were the phony. North Korea movie. One is the only one that's maybe valid, but I guess so. But like, else. what was going to happen to him? He didn't live in fucking North Korea. Well, they were like worried about, uh, no, my friend worked on that movie. I told you. And like, they were actually like worried about, uh, fuck, I can't remember what it was. He was you think that's me. a fucking hard stance to take in America that, you know, to make fun of North Korea? No, it's like, I, it wasn't make, I can't remember. Fuck. I can't remember what he said, but he's like, they actually did like run into some potential issues where like they were, ha- you don't want like the North Korean government after like, Oh, whatever. That's so ridiculous. They they're, they live on the other side of the world. Yeah. It's fucking, you live in fucking Hollywood. What the worst that's going to happen is maybe what they did that hacked him or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You it got was, it was, ze- it was you have like zero that. threat. Mm-hmm. Everyone's on your team. Oh, personally, no threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. F- financially, career-wise, or 
physically. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but the I thought that was But yeah, but to be like, oh super bad, that was pretty risky. Yeah. Which whatever. Like the movie was fine. But it was uh, a great movie, yeah, but... and they all miss, they go, Oh, you know, some jokes don't age well and you go, Oh my god. It's like like where do you start you go yes it's obviously like puritanism that is a culture like when they call it a culture when you have literally people digging through everyone's stuff you go yes you're right if fucking people get mad they can get mad and some jokes don't age well but there's a difference between that and an entire like arm of the fucking media and entertainment that's dedicated to digging through years of people's stuff like yeah that's why it's called a culture and you go the and it's because it's like and it and it's because the norm to do that now it's like that's why you go like when politicians used to they would call it attack ads yeah. when you go through and you go we found out that this guy punched out a guy in a bar and the fucking and you go this guy says he cares for the people but he knocked out a military veteran in a bar fight like they any yeah of course it's just like straight up that's what not they do just, to you. Yeah. Now, that's what they do to people. Well, it's also because they don't have like any proper journal. Like, that's what they think journalism has become is like removing a entertainer. Yeah. And also on top of that, there's this idea with people like that where they're always talking about, um, you know, the opinion. Well, opinions change a lot. Like so many people that talk about that, they go, well, you know, the thing changes. You know, it's like, so is there anything that you actually think? <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like if every time I saw you, you go, yeah, I have this new set of opinions that yeah, changed. It changed. Well, I, I mean, to... obviously like comedy doesn't, you know, no, but lots that's... of comedy doesn't age. Yeah. Well. But a lot of comedy doesn't age well for the reasons of cultural. It's like, that's the shit I'm saying kind of before where it's like, yeah, like if ever, you know, when Jerry Seinfeld was making fun of like shampoo bottles mm-hmm. after five years, then someone else took that too far. And then eventually everyone just gets sort of tired yeah, of that. Yeah, It becomes hacky. Like you basically are like find this thing and then other comedians copy you to the point that the thing you originated Correct. becomes hacky. And if you, exactly. But the, with the, and that's to say that it sucks or whatever, and that's fine. But to say opinions where you go, this is how I kind of interface with the world. And if that changes every four years, you go, so you think nothing. Yeah, you think nothing. You go, what do you, you mean? Like, like what's acceptable? Guys, our opinions changed. Yeah, you just think the Colla- consensus. We all yeah. changed. Yeah. And you go, yeah, I, I, but mean, again, I said that before, but what a least, coincidence. Path that of it, least resistance. What a coincidence that it happens at the, yeah, that you happen to change at the exact same time that the acceptability changed. Like what well, a co- fucking coincidence. I mean, it's the easiest thing to do. So, um, <clears throat> I was uh, moving on from that. The one quick thing was because I, I've been sort of going on to interviews and I've been, we, we had this conversation here too, where people go, you know, uh, they, the opposite end of that is like, uh, yeah, but whatever they can do their cancel thing. It'd be that it's like, and I've been accused of being like too optimistic a couple mm-hmm. times mm-hmm. by people being saying, well, you just, um, uh, like I'm too positive on the future. Yeah. Whereas people are, you know, people it's, it, it sells more on every side to be like, this is a disaster. Like, right. you know, wokeness is going like, to ruin the world that, or whatever. Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, I think that, so I think that my fucking opinion on that, which I wanted to say was it's not that I'm okay. So the first part about that is like, I, I went to, I had another like series of industry conversations where, cause we're talking about doing that. We're doing this movie. And I was talking to 
uh, the manager and those guys about the what the th- and they were basically like, yeah, just we did a we kind of did a round of meetings about different things, and it's like there's zero chance that they're making anything with like a white guy like that. It's just yeah, a, of course, what, it, which is it's basically uh, the no Irish uh, Irish need not apply. Yeah, essentially, <laughs> which is kind of funny that it went full circle back yeah. to no Irish. Yeah. Well, that's what we were saying last episode with, like, in Canada, they hired all those people for yeah. CBC, and you're like, yeah, nobody we know is working. No, of course. Yeah. But, but the 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 thing that I was kind of saying was, I, so I've, I guess I've been dealing with this my whole life, because I've never been in the mainstream thing. So I think certain people, this is coming out of nowhere, they, they go, all of a sudden, I'm, you know, what I thought was the main thing hates me, or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Whereas me, I'm like, I was... Everything I've done was like, despite the fact that I was who I was, like even when we were the fucking, you know, the crazy punk band, we would get on TV and stuff like that, despite they didn't want those kind of bands. Yes. When I was, I mean, even as far as when I played sports and when I was in like the school play and it was like, you know, okay, we're going to pick you for this part. Like we want you to be the lead, but like we really didn't want to like, you know, right, cause you're yeah, a yeah. fucking not nuisance. Yeah. You're a nuisance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, of course how you're, much, how much, yeah, and then literal nuisance ma- managers, agents have been like that where they like, we want to sign you, but it's like, you know, you're a problem. Mm-hmm. So before this stuff, I've, my whole life has been, by the way, when they say you're a problem, <laughs> you're doing the thing with the knife through the hands. So they're like, Ryan, you're a bit of a problem. And you're like, what? So I've never been in this, in that stuff. So that's a part of it where this is more aggressive and it's racially motivated or whatever it is. But I go, but also that was my, that's been, this has been my whole life up until this point. It's just a different version of that, of the mainstream. Now the mainstream is the race, but more importantly, and then I think the best argument they make is go, well, easy for someone to say, but I go, what if you're 50 and you, you know, are about to lose your job or whatever, if for saying your opinions. And then to that, I'm like, Yes, but I'm not fucking talking to 50-year-olds. So that's a separate conversation. But I go, my fucking fan base is not 50. I'm talking to people that are 20 and 30. And I'm sort of saying, if you look at this thing and you go, oh, this is like a bad place. I'm not going to be able to thrive here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you should change it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And even if you're 40, like you still have time. Even if you're 40 and you work at like a big tech company and you make 300 grand a year. Fucking keep your head down for three years. Don't spend a lot of money. Save 500 grand and you could do something else and you still have plenty of time. So I'm always like back to the individual thing where I'm like, no, I'm not saying this stuff doesn't suck. I go, I'm saying for you, it doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's kind of. I mean, I've been for many years, especially friends of ours in entertainment who are like, just because so many people had like, didn't ever want to like even address that because they're like, oh, I don't want to like come off as being racist or whatever. Yeah. And then you're like, you have no sense of self-preservation at all because what's going to happen is you're going to willfully be like yeah don't pick me and then they're just going to like move on without you so funny watching right? people try and, to and, and then and then it's going to be you're going to be so far gone and you're going to realize like oh like my whole career is over because i just was kind of like you know thought like someone should take my place or blah blah, blah. yeah and then you're like yeah and you're not ever working again right in entertainment and you're like because you didn't you you didn't want to come off as like racist five years ago you were worried that what people would think so you kept your mouth shut but the regardless the outcome is you not working like <laughs> yeah. either you said something then you don't work or you said something now you or you didn't say something and you don't work either way both all paths lead to that but one path at like, least go out guns one, blazing 
exactly but yeah. i think a lot of those people at least they didn't have to get like yelled at and they're you know they True. didn't have to get socially and, shamed yeah, exactly the, some people don't the, have that constitution cool to be able to, to, they don't to take and, it and i get all that stuff but i go everyone has the constitution to like look at the fucking world and go okay how can i win the best mm-hmm. you know and honest to god maybe it's in the fucking feminism years, maybe it is the fucking time for some dudes, the laziest dude in the world, to be like, yeah, dude, get my fucking COVID check. I'm going to fucking uh, find a girl that makes more money than me, and I'm going to stay at home and play video games. Like, maybe that was the dream, but there's always a way to win for who you are. Of course. If your goal was, let me do as little as possible, and now I'm getting flacked because I'm not the fucking right thing on my work, I go, maybe it's time to find a sugar mama. Yeah, there's the always a- those, they don't The women don't want that. Yeah, but <laughs> you can find it. You just find... You can find it. I'm just saying, it's one of a million things. I know two people that have that. Yeah. We know lots of comics that fucking, you know, they sold the girl on the dream mm-hmm. of like, baby, I'm I'm going to be fucking Dave Chappelle. Right. And now you make 20 grand a year and the girl makes 60 grand a year and you go, yeah, we make 80 grand a year. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also, so, can I have an advance on my allowance? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so anyways, that's, yeah, I yeah. think that when people say I'm positive, I go, yeah, I mean, obviously you can look at this stuff and go, it's crazy, but I'm more so I go, what, what the fuck are you, what's your, I'm, yeah. it's the, how to win. Speaking of the, well, but I also agree with the, for being positive is because watching the Peterson thing and it's like all these negative people really are giving oxygen to this fire that would not be there regard like the Peterson thing, you watch it and you go like, if they just didn't give him this like counter protest, he would have had a video with fucking 20,000 YouTube views. I know. And like, if they didn't <laughs> make this whole spectacle going against him and like, you know, blaring their speakers and like trying to basically like pull the, the microphone out of his hand, it would have been nothing. He would have not been touring. He would have been a fucking U of T professor. Well, authoritarianism doesn't fucking let one slip, do they? But again, but it's like, it was the... They the, picked the wrong villain with Peterson when they were like, but I'm saying let's fucking take this guy down. And you go, he was like, is that all you got? Yeah, well, but I'm saying like, it's the, you know, if you pick your battles incorrectly, you actually will like make what you fear. Yeah, that's a good fear, point. You know, like, yeah. like it's so when you're saying you're, you're optimistic, you're like, yeah, the it's more complainers, the, the better. It's literally the fucking Johnny Blanco from Johnny from the Billy from the block or whatever. And, uh, in uh, that mob movie where it's the new guy that comes out and the old guys like dismiss him of him like mm. oh whatever like we'll just go punk this guy around and that'll be the end of it yeah. and then you like he's been sitting there stewing and building a fan base like to coming for you yeah. for the rest of the years but that's why with John Cena you know everyone was kind of like he's a bitch I didn't know he could speak Chinese that was the thing <laughs> everybody was like he's I was like John Cena speaks Chinese they were so mad and I was like the dude speaks like pretty f- he speaks good. Chinese his apology. Are you sure he wasn't just like doing mocking it? Like, no. hey, I know, <laughs> dude. I... Imagine he did though. He came out and he goes, "Also, I'm going to apologize in Chinese." <laughs> Ching chong, ding dong. <laughs> and they go, "Is that it?" Oh, sorry, I'm still working yeah, on yeah. it. No, no, no. I fucking listen. I watched that video because uh, Dino Archie posted it, and I watched it. And I was like, "Oh, he speaks like." pretty good mandarin like interesting you can tell like you can tell someone who's like reading like a phonetic thing versus like speaks it yeah yeah it, it was well tim Ferriss always talks about how he can speak chinese he loves that about himself no japanese but he <laughs> lived in japan he loves that about john himself. cena you could tell john cena was like oh this is probably a good career move to just like get a, he's probably had well a even so when john cena fucking uh apologized or whatever it's like yeah, it's a bitch move, obviously, but that goes back to the other thing. It's like, guy's 55, he's making movies, he's like, I just have a job, I don't... I, so I, I get, like, t- you know, to some people where you go, John Cena's not, like, that crazy, overtly fucking woke, is he? 
No, more importantly, he's like when I actually understood it more. He's like, yeah, this apology is going to save me $80 million. Not even that, but I understood it even more when I heard him say the apology in Mandarin. I was like, oh, you want to be like a fucking the biggest guy in China, billion and a half people or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, what an easy decision for you. You spent all this time <laughs> learning Mandarin. And now you're the enemy. And then you're the enemy of this country that you learned. Is that life. why he learned Mandarin? So he could fucking be of a bigger course. star? What a fucking careerist. Of course. And so when I heard that, I was like, oh, yeah, like the whole thing makes complete sense. Yeah. Why would you like? If so it's, it's easy to kind of for people to anyone that has no skin in the game to be like, what a bitch. Like if I heard him in English know. being like, I'm so sorry, I didn't realize that would be one thing. Right. But like he, he obviously has. But he said it in Mandarin. I thought that, he did both. Or maybe I, I, I didn't even. I, know, I didn't Man- even know about this Mandarin. Okay, thing I saw right the now. Mandarin one, which I was like, "Yeah, this guy wants to be like the biggest actor in China. He wants yeah, to be he like, wants to be a swinging dick in China. He is obviously, and like he wants to be like Bruce Lee, basically, or not uh, <laughs> Bruce Lee, fucking uh, Jackie Chan." Yeah, I found this uh, pretty funny fucking uh, article with like so Vice. Um, uh, have you been following this whole defund the police thing? Uh, yeah, I've been keeping up with it. I've, like, basically, the, uh, I love the best being like, here are all the states that have defunded, cities that have defunded the police. And they're like, they also coincide with the highest crime. <laughs> murder, she wrote. Murder, she wrote. <laughs> That's the defund the police slogan. I mean, crime's getting up here in New York, too. I, I just on the walking I over. Know. Just walking over here today. Or actually, sorry, coming back from the gym earlier. Sex crime has been up now that fucking <laughs> I saw, anti-mask is I, out. <laughs> I saw... Uh, on where was this? On 14th Street, a guy straight up shooting heroin. Nice. And I was like, we've lived here for how long? Never seen that. Badass. Yeah. Yeah. You like that when the rats are crawling on them? That's when it really. But I'm saying real like that's new, like, real New York it, fucking it experience. A, it is a bit of a sign that like you know those like people who are heroin are like yeah I'm just gonna do this on 14th Street I don't even care they're not enforcing. No, no, it. dude, you don't need to tell me about crime being back, my friend. <laughs> I. I don't even know if I wrapped up my saga for everyone, but I, you know, as people know, the homeless people were out or whatever, not even homeless. Like they set up a market and they were blasting music. And then my, so I was, I was getting in fights with them and you know, my chick's like, Hey, can you, I'll, I'll go down and deal with them. So I go, okay, I'm not gonna, obviously I'm not going to do that where she's out there giving them a talk. I'm shit, looking out I, the window. Yeah. I'm yeah, I'm looking out Honey, the window. Do you need any help? <laughs> I'm here for moral support. So it's out of the option. So I had to go down there and yell at them and stuff. But the fucking, so what happened at the end of it, they're gone now because basically the bodega owner got in a fist fight with these guys. Nice. So yeah. Fuck yeah. Newman. So yeah, Newman got in a fucking fist fight with the guy. Then they came back. Then the other bodega guy and they were, they had these, all these things. Then the cops finally came and then the guy just decided to go set up a couple of doors over because he got in a fist fight. And, and then the next day, I'm not kidding. So this is, I was gone. Mm-hmm. So I heard this from Newman yeah. and he told me as it happened, I wa- I'm walking from the bodega back to my house. A guy, he goes, this just happened. I, I, I walk into my door as I'm walking in, a guy's setting up a drum kit. Of course. I, I go, what is going on right I mean, now? The other and then he goes, he goes, yeah, yeah, we're just going to play. I go, you know, it's 8 p.m. on a Sunday. I go, I don't want to tell you this, but like the fucking this just happened. And the guy got the shit kicked out of him. So, <laughs> dude, well, it's like I, I posted on Instagram where I was like, I was walking home like whatever last week. And like li- there's a dude doing like freestyle raps like under your bedroom window. It's wild. And then like and then they're like, I'll pass in the mic. And like the one guy I was like, oh, this guy's not bad. And then someone took it. I'm like, this guy sucks. And they're so loud, like directly underneath. Yeah, their window. band is called the Disruptive Three. <laughs> I had to go down there with my, you know, point to my watch, like, boys. Yeah. 
it's 11 o'clock on yeah. Sunday night. So anyways, <laughs> those guys are gone too, but it's been a whole debacle. It's so crazy too. Like, do you ever look at some of the stuff that people sell outside your house? I saw it's yesterday. Fucking junk. No. So they sell, w- one woman was selling ground beef. Like she was like <laughs> in the sun. She was sitting. Well, that's because they steal it. But I'm saying like, okay, pistachios, steel pistachios, sell them. They're not ground beef. You're outdoors. Like, yeah. No, I'm, they, I told you the girl was selling bags of fucking milk one day. It's that's the least weird thing they're selling, but they, this guy, the vice goes, uh, vice has a good article. You know how we were saying like, have you tried just not being racist? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. They have an article that says, uh, what if we just stopped calling the cops? I saw that. <laughs> I saw that trending on Twitter. I'm like, I'm not clicking this. Vice fucking rules, dude. Like that was the thing. That was what would happen if we stopped calling the cops? And it's like, what do you think would happen? <laughs> like, what are you talking? What kind of questions? They've got some banger fucking. What, what would happen if we stopped calling the fire department? Your house burns down. <laughs> That's what happens. And then you win because you didn't call the fire department, but you're sleeping on the streets. Uh, all of their stories are so good. They go for decades. The solution for black Americans was to just not call the cops. Now white people are catching on too. They should not call. Um, I, to be honest, there's a little part of me that for most things, I don't call the cops because they are not going to do shit. I've like, never you ever, called the cops. No, but you ever had someone where you were like, someone stole something from me and you go, I remember one time, like I got someone stole from me and you call the cops. You're like, Hey, this guy stole my stuff. I know who it is. And they're like, I mean, you can file a report, but like, I'm going to be honest with you. We don't do anything. Yeah, they're like, it's... <laughs> they don't they, they do not do shit. They're not opening an investigation. No, but they already weren't doing all that yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the, But the way that Vice thinks is if I said, oh, so, sorry, so, so, I'm so sorry. I didn't mention this. Black guy. They go... <laughs> 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 they're like... They're all going down the pole like in a firehouse. Cancel my five o'clock. Yeah, well... Oh, my God. You didn't say it was a... So Jeanette Singleton heard gunfire outside of her house in Warren, Ohio, one night in August 2020. Two days later, she saw bullet holes in her and her son's cars. She was scared, but she knew she couldn't call the police. So uh, <laughs> these are, there's, like a, there's three stories. And so what did she think would happen? Well, she thinks the police come, they'd come rough her up. You know they'd what I mean? They'd beat her up for calling the police. Be- Don't fucking waste our time with these. What? Just because your car got shot up? The, that was, that's just a little taste. And then like one, just like about. huge guys, like holding her arms yeah. back while another guy. Just but the best them. is because their stories aren't, the stories aren't, uh, you'd think the stories would be, Hey, I called the cops and this is the bad thing that happened. Purely they're, hypothetical. They're just saying, no, 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 it's not hypothetical, but it's, uh, I, I, well, it's hypothetical that a bad thing would happen, but they're saying like that. Yeah, uh, we just stopped calling the cops. Like, for example, yesterday I was uh, beat, the shit got beat up of me and I didn't call the cops because that's my politics. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, I just don't call the cops. You go, OK. <laughs> Did you guys ever solve who's had a gunfight outside of your house? No, I don't yeah. plan to. <laughs> Maybe next time we'll figure it out. All right. This one's the, uh, the, the, this one's great, but the other one's even better. <laughs> no, no, the second one's great. I mean, the third one's even better. Singleton, a 60-year-old licensed therapist and social worker, is black. So is her 29-year-old son. And just a few months earlier, she'd seen yet another example of what would happen if a black American, when the police were called for the most innocuous of crimes. Um, so basically... This is, I guess all this stuff's just, this is what like Vice is saying, but it's like fear mongering at their best. Where it's mm-hmm. like, listen, if you're a black guy and you call the cops, like you're fucking dead. Yeah, dead. You're dead, mate. It's also, um, a f- it's, f- it's funny, like the Vice employees too, where this is a Vice employee. It's like, I would fucking, 
love to see a gunfight outside of a, a vice employee's house and see yeah, if they call the cops Williamsburg and see if they call the cops. But th- this is what they're peddling. They go, honestly, even if a gunfight's happening outside of your house, you shouldn't call the cops. I'm like, I have a feeling you would. Yeah. I have a pretty fucking good <laughs> feeling you would. Just deal with the gunshots yourself. Should I get a gun? Oh, what? <laughs> yeah, right. There we go. <laughs> This is like such a NYC like a liberal b- bullshit. But it's like a gunfight's happening outside of your house. You're like, yeah, yeah, you should never call the cops. Like, what should you do about it? Uh, well, I mean, listen, even if you get killed, if the cops came, they would have killed you twice. Right. Especially if you're not white. Plus think about like, you know, those people's circumstances who are having, like they have to be in the gunfight because of right. systemic racism and all that So stuff. she wanted someone to investigate the bullet holes. Um, yet she had to consider the optics. Oh, this is the same one as the first one, but still. Um, officers might look at the damage and think her son did it. She was worried they would assume her son's a drug dealer or a gang member, and they could hurt him, she thought. So this one's not as crazy where you go, all right, listen, the, that already if, if there was gunshots in your car and it's already done, mm-hmm. and then you go, you might go, yeah, what's the point of Yeah, I, like what are you going to get okay. CSI forensics to like... Yeah, but they're, they're, I think that one of the people that people forget about this stuff in general is um, w- with with like cops when they're saying like they wouldn't do anything. One of the reasons why people do less crime is like the threat. It's kind of like the immigration stuff. Mm-hmm. It's that idea of like, well, yeah, people are less likely to commit crimes when they know that cops I mean, aren't going to be literally called. Literally in New York, it's like like the crimes when they just well, have... they know ru- it's not being prosecuted. Have, but, but also yeah. they have routine patrols when they had more just like... Just literally cars, yeah. cop cars driving around your area. There's less and cars. by the way, this is fucking all under the pretense that cops fucking suck. Yeah. But it's like, yes, your options are limited when you're being uh, fucking murdered. Yes. <laughs> you know what yes. I mean? Yes. Like, again, we, we did a, a cop video this week. It's actually not super politically motivated one way or the other, but it's pretty funny. But um, So that's the same might of Leah Knox, 36-year-old sales operation from Greensboro, North Carolina. She took when someone pulling out of a gas station hit her car. The driver appeared to be a Latino teenager who was very stressed and scared. Sensing her fear, she didn't want to put any more pressure on him by calling the cops. So Knox told him that they can just exchange information and she'll admit as long as they admit that it's their fault. They both could move on without getting the police involved. He cooperated completely and his insurance came through and paid for the repairs. So that's an example of the same yeah, thing. Yeah, it sounds like you didn't need the cops. It sounds like, well, <laughs> yeah. what, what, so basically, what? So you were just worried, like, yeah. She's like, patting herself on the back. Like, I, oh, you had a gunfight outside of your house and didn't call the cops? I had the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's, like, I also had a situation where I didn't call the cops. Me, we, I got in a fender bender and the guy agreed to pay for it. Like, I know, <laughs> I know in Canada, you, like, you, there's like a certain threshold where the police have to be notified. No, exactly. <laughs> but it's like, if you don't. Well, why... you need to go to the collision center if you want yeah, the, the collision center. to pay for Exactly. It. You go to the collision center. But she, <laughs> this is a girl being like, fender bender. What happened? A nice guy agreed to pay for it. So, yeah, a couple of us, just a couple of people <laughs> not calling the cops. <laughs> just a couple of people that don't call the cops. Um, but if not the cops, who should you call? And then they have, you know, a lot of people like the uh, uh, social workers and other professionals, which, again, for the problem outside of my house, I would be down to call those people. If you said that was also an option, mm-hmm. that would be a better person to call if I had fucking a bunch of guys like causing havoc. That would be your a house. sick option. I don't know if they if you could do this is you call the fire department. They hook up the hose and they just hose them all away. <laughs> 
They have to be white at that point. A lot of them are white, but no, or the, the fire, or the a... fire department could not be non-white. Be like, hey, send all your best black firefighters. firefighters we got to hose down these, We got to hose down these people. <laughs> hose, hose, hose. Them. But like you hose them away, like you're cleaning. Hose them down the homeless. So Mary Reimers, a white 28-year-old legal aid attorney, believes that too. But Reimers believed it wasn't just her imagination. An intruder broke into her house, and calling the police for help wasn't an option. <laughs> so this is my favorite one, probably. But in this case, she's in her house, and there's an intruder currently in her house. But she knows if she calls the cops, it'll he'll just... like he'll hear her. No, she's saying if she calls the cops, the cops will kill them both. <laughs> but she's white. No, she. This girl's black. Oh. Um. So she says uh, calling the cops wasn't an option. Well, she's currently experiencing home invasion. Police scare Reimer more than any home intruder ever could. <laughs> and the calling the cops goes against her politics, too, she said. So that wasn't an option for her. She said calling the cops goes against that's her a, politics. That's a quote, yeah. So as an unknown person wandering around her first floor, <laughs> someone's, can you imagine this? Your girl, imagine your chick's like, hey, there's a fucking intruder wandering around my house right now you're like yeah call the cops she's like well my apologies it's like dude it's like the equivalent of like the fucking like sa- in the sahara it's like some lion stalking a zebra a zebra's like can we just talk about this and you're like no i'm going to eat you so rhymers rhymers uh mary rhymers barricaded her bedroom door on the second floor That's and racist. started to text friends to let them know what was going on <laughs> And for and for reasons that she can't explain, she also posted it at what was happening on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter, the Twitter cops. So that should probably solve it. Um, but also, and then, oh, but this is the best part. She goes, there's currently someone robbing my house, she said on Twitter. And then said, I'm upstairs safe and fine, but what should I do? I was hoping they would just leave, but they haven't left. Um, she added, if any of you call the cops, I'll kill you. I do not want cops in my house. I'll but, kill you. Yeah, yeah. To pe- like, I, I think she's being hyperbolic right, with that. Right, but right, she's, right. she's basically, she posted on Twitter, I'm currently being home invaded. Uh, don't call the cops. <laughs> like, why are you posting this on Twitter then? I mean, uh, cool. Then fucking just. Yes, but obviously, like, um, the imagine the fucking drama queenness. Imagine your girl is like, she's like, hey, there's someone broken into my house. I go, I'm going to call the cops. She goes, don't call the cops. Post on Twitter. I'm getting broken into. And I everyone's know. like, we'll call the cops. Like, nobody call the cops. <laughs> but I would need everyone to know this. You go, the, mo- the attention drama from this chick. Like, it's stuff like that where I go, like, what are the odds that even happened? That's a probably kind of low, to be honest. I think you might be on the on the something with that theory. What's the, yeah, like that's like a just a fake, like you know. So instead, uh, Rhymers called a friend to come pound on her door and scare the intruder off. But someone did call the cops anyway because she blasted it on all of her social media. That's that so incurred- fu- Imagine there's some fucking like armed person robbing your house, and then like you're like, hey, come over. Can you just like make a distraction? <laughs> Fuck you. It's like, are you crazy? <laughs> Like, imagine your house is getting robbed. Yo, I just need you to make a distraction. She might if we call the cops. Like, no, I was actually over that you'd come over. Uh, I have a, and bring your trumpet. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> what if the person has a weapon? Yeah, well, she doesn't. She thinks this is the best option right now. We just stopped calling the cops. You go, you're taking this a little far. You go, no, nope, my politics. This is my politics. So uh, then the person, the officers arrived at her dress because the, you know, the Twitter people and the person who had broken in was able to escape without harm or being arrested. So that's good that's, news. Yeah, that's good news. <laughs> so that, that's that one. That was pretty good. And then uh, the last one, which uh, these two are both good. I don't know what's better for uh, drama queen of the year, would you say? <laughs> so you, you give the award of uh, Marie uh, Weimers or Jennifer Lewinsky for drama queen of the world. Okay. So Jennifer Lewinsky's 44. Sounds right. 
I think it's a white girl, was in a relationship that became abusive. She couldn't call the cops in her hometown because Lewinsky feel, feared the police would hurt her boyfriend. He was also on parole, so an arrest could have ruined his life, even if he's hurting me. He's still a person that I love and don't want him dead. <laughs> That's not politics, sister. That's like your standard girl who's... Yeah, who's like you're in an abusive relationship. Yeah, this is a tale as old as time. Yeah. Where you go, oh, I don't want the, you know, don't, don't want to call the cops. I'm going to, I'm not going to testify on my yeah, husband who yeah, beat the yeah, shit yeah, out of me. And you go, but she, her, her take is like, you know, but if cops weren't so mean, I would be able to call the cops. Right. So she can't call the cops as her boyfriend's beating him up. And she goes, huh, you happy cops? I can't even. I have to yeah, just cops beat are such up. pieces of shit that they don't really take while the dudes beating up their girlfriends. <laughs> they don't really like those guys. By the time Lewinsky and someone else were forced to call law enforcement in 2015, the conflict between the couple had seriously escalated. So now he's, after three years of beating her up, she's... She goes, maybe the cops might be... No, she still doesn't want to tell the... I mean, she wished she could. She wished she lived in a perfect world where she could call the cops, but that's not an option. She didn't want to rely on traditional law enforcement, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lewinsky and a volunteer therapist went and knocked on the neighbor's door to see what they could do. Nobody answers. But they were able to leave a note saying they didn't want to call the police and were able to help. So this is... On the neighbors? So basically, someone else wanted to get involved, and she very insisted no cops. So they got a therapist involved who sorted the whole thing out by leaving a note on the front door saying, you can call me if you need anything. For the neighbors. Yeah. So next time you're having this... Sh- <laughs> next time you're getting the shit beat out of you... Yeah. Uh, no, it's like a volunteer therapist, right? That they, they're, they're an alternative to cops. Yeah. But what they did was they left a note on the front door basically saying, like, you know, I got you next time if you need it. <laughs> If you need anything uh, next okay. time. Yeah. And they go, that should do it, I think. <laughs> That'll do it. They, these people sort of, like the Vice people, sort of live life like it's a video game. You know what I mean? Like, they sort of look at, like, oh, we'll just do this. And they, like none of it's real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, oh, oh if, really someone's having, like, if someone's having a knife fight outside of your house, you know, just leave them a note. It's yeah. like they live like they it's live a video a, game. Yeah, it's like you're like a sweet old grandma. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was like so cooked where you're like, just leave them a note. Yeah, and you go, yeah, okay. She comes um, out with another black black eye the next day. Like, turns out the note didn't work yeah, no, all that great. Where do you think they find these people for these articles? I think a lot of them probably work there, but I think a lot of people write in their stories about things. So they do a lot of things. Where Remember old Jerry Springer? Yeah. They're like, do you have a story? Right, are yeah. you dating your two cousins yeah, and your you, dog yeah, at the same you won't time? Call the police? Yeah. Texas, yeah. That's an option Lewinsky wishes she had. Her arrest did nothing to solve the actual problem at hand. She said, after, so, uh, oh, so that's what happened. Uh, uh, someone did call the cops after she was getting the shit beat out of her. And she goes, that's an option she wishes she had. Her arrest did nothing to solve the actual problem at hand. And after she got out of jail, Lewinsky went back to her abuse. Oh, she. <laughs> so she got arrested? Why did she get arrested? So she got arrested. Oh, I remember. Um, I guess I didn't include that. So what happened was eventually he beat her up so much that she stabbed him. (laughs) (laughs) And she got arrested. They both got arrested. The ultimate irony where she's like, no cops. And they're like, yeah, you just stabbed the guy. So we have to arrest you. She goes, no, I hate cops. I'm not a cop person. She goes, I'm not a cop person. So So, I'm not cool with this. But she's saying she wouldn't have had to stab them if she was able to call the cops, but she wasn't able to because she she doesn't think they shouldn't exist. Yeah. I think what she needs to do is petition her politicians to make stabbing legal. That's what she, yeah. Decriminalize Decriminalize stabbing. stabbing. Just a a good old fashioned knife, knife fight. (laughs) So basically the guy beat her up to the point where she stabbed him. Yeah. All of this is the cops' fault. <laughs> 
<laughs> then she goes, that's an, and she wishes she had to call the cops. That's an option she wished she had. So her arrest did nothing to solve the problem of getting beat up. So after he got beat up and stabbed the guy, her arrest did nothing. It'd be funny if she got beat up in jail too. Like it's like that thing <laughs> too where she's in jail. She goes, don't we hate the cops? And they're like, fuck. Yeah. Man, well, after she got out of jail, Lewinsky went back to her abuser for a time, all because of the cops. And eventually, eventually she was able to leave. And to her knowledge, the guy still hasn't gotten counseling or resources that might help him deal with his abusive tendencies. So none of this got solved. Yeah. Sort of, the, it's it's kind well, of a lot of that stabbed. thing. This is that fucking person that's like failing out of school and bad, you know, parent. They're uh, dr- they're dropping out of school. They can't keep a job. They've got like an abusive boyfriend. And they're like, thanks, Dad, for doing this to me, <laughs> putting me in this situation. If you had if you had set me up properly, I wouldn't have to be yeah, there. I wish if I had never been born. Yeah, well, if you fucking gave me the proper resources, Dad, I wouldn't be in this situation. Uh, anyways, this has I, been... I, I'd like to give the award, by the way. Okay, who's the award? Uh, the Intruder. The Intruder is that's, the award. Marie. Yeah, Marie, that's fucking crazy. Uh, before we go, and another episode, as always, on patreon.com slash theboyscast, and one thing that's uh, good about uh, the Patreons that I've noticed is since I, we started doing them every single week... Uh, I mean, a lot of people have joined, but zero people have left. Whereas yeah. before, people used to leave more. But on the don't let the door hit your ass on the way out. They were, but no those one, are for the people who have already, already left. left. They're not even here. I think it just wasn't enough content. But now, yeah. no zero zero people have left. Like it's very you just see all the people that came and all the people that left. Zero yeah. all satisfied customers, you yeah. might say. So it's a fucking one way <laughs> turnstile. Yeah. Only coming in, nobody going out. But um, the this was fucking making me laugh so much. So our friend Corinne. Her uh, dad owned a, a or owned a baseball card store, and Danny's really big into trading cards and all that stuff. So she owns a base, and then she's like taking it over this baseball card store. And I filmed the video with her last week, and she's like, "Danny volunteered to come work at the baseball card." No, store. I said I was going to take a part time. No, <laughs> no, that's not what she said. I didn't say I was going to come work there. I was like, if you need help with anything, I find out Danny took a minimum wage job. <laughs> It's <laughs> funny how store. she interpreted that. I was like, she's that's her, not her, what she said. She said you like were like if you're hiring, hiring. What are you <laughs> she said you're gonna she, come. She work. did not say. Yes, yeah, she did. She said you're gonna come work at the baseball card store for fifteen bucks an hour. What? <laughs> I literally was like, if that's what she said, that's. But hilarious. you, I, 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 the way I interpret it is like this was a dream of yours, like a kid that's like always wanted to be a pie eater. <laughs> Like it was a dream of yours to work at a baseball card store. I was like, her fucking, she's got to do this whole moving the store and her dad's sick. I was like, if you need help, I was like, I'll come help you. That's not the way I heard it. I'm not trying to like get a fucking (laughs) part-time job for 12 hours a week. That's, I heard that you were going to go work part-time like with the uniform and... (laughs) That's what she's take up smoking. That's what I heard. Yeah, you're like literally quitting comedy to go fucking work a minimum wage job at the baseball card store in Westchester. This is what she said. Okay, you're so this is not so you're saying it's false. I I mean, if you're being serious, I'm being dead serious. This is how I interpreted. I interpreted it as I like was, you really wanted to do this. The money's not important. You're but I'll take like I'll obviously I don't want to work a cash register at a <laughs> that's, baseball that's card store. That's what she said. I was literally like her he dad said taking is, a job. And then, no, it's like her dad is like ill. She has like this whole fucking. She's like you know she has her whole thing, and then she's also has to like deal with this crazy right. store. I was like, if you need help with anything, that's okay. So like, you're saying it's false info. 
fake yeah, news. I don't want to fucking. I'm not traveling an hour to go do a shift at a baseball. I thought the way I interpret it is you just love cards no, that much, and it's kind of like the fuck. kid that gets to work at GameStop when he's young. Like you might get deals on the cards. No, because I was, te- <laughs> you I was, must get I was telling her because she was saying she's like, there's so many people who are trying. I thought to, it was a scheme. You're trying to fuck to. her over because she doesn't know stuff, and I'm like, well, I know stuff about this, so I'm like, if you need help, like I'll help you. I'm not trying to do this as a regular thing. All right. This was like my friend is like in a jam, and I was like, ah, "That's not what I heard. You're the one in a jam. You need a job at a baseball card store." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh fuck. Okay, all right. This has been the boys' cast. Peace. Peace.